the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Welcome in, everyone. It's me, Mike Stone, talking investing, talking getting you to retirement, and much, much more. It's Mike Stone, your money show. Whoa. <clears throat> I know you're saying, did you just change your name just to capitalize on the, the hard the hard starts? Yeah. Mike Stone in your money. Black. Okay. Maybe Black. I'm still Rob Black. I couldn't fool you. You get the idea. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and more. Trying to get you to retirement. The Dow stock market, the Dow Jones Industrial Average, 30 stocks. We call the stock market. We also call the S&P 500 the stock market. We also call the NASDAQ part of the stock market. Which one is it, right? Well, the markets are doing well today, is what we can say. The Wall Street Journal did a report on Zuckerberg and privacy issues, but also on the Federal Reserve, which meets next week, and they could stop shrinking the balance sheet. You're seeing the European regulators saying, we're not going to do anything in 2019. And they're trying to tell part of the markets, you got that news, right? We're not doing anything, so you don't need to do anything. There's a realization from some that the markets have have some now room to, to, to say, okay, let's make some assumptions. You never want to make assumptions, but you can start assuming the Fed's not going to raise rates if they imply they're not going to raise rates, right? And you, you feel a little bit of, I'm not really putting myself too far out on the limb. Let's bring back Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoanSource.com. It's BayAreaLoanSource.com. Anything you want to talk about in real estate, he can talk about it with you. That's kind of his backdrop. I've known him for 25 plus years. Let's talk about affordability. Let's talk about affordability, Tony. Um, We keep hearing about people leaving the Bay Area because it's not affordable on the cost of living. We keep hearing people leaving the Bay Area to look for more affordable housing. Is this like a Mad Max movie where people are going to get on the road and and start heading out of town and find out that it's it's no better there than it is here? How's affordability looking? Well, it's it's you know it's teeter tottering a little bit more than we're used to. Uh, National Association of Home Builders, which they they track some pretty interesting numbers, including like what would happen if the home prices, the median home price, would increase by one thousand um, dollars. And they, they came up with a study that said 126,000 or potential buyers would be eliminated from the pool. And that's the same. They also do a study on rate. So a quarter percent increase in rate eliminates about a million potential buyers. So it's pretty sensitive right now. And I don't blame people for following jobs and, and affordable home prices. Um, it's it's whatever a lot of people are doing. The Bay Area leads the um, Austin, for example. A lot of people are going to Austin. Austin's number one out-of-state search comes from the Bay Area. People are following jobs, and that's and affordability. And Texas is right now booming because of out of you know people looking from out of state to come in to where the jobs are. 
So if people are going to other states, um, I, are you seeing, you know, I, I like looking 10 years down the road. Let's just say we have kids looking 10 years down the road. What do you think the hot cities are going to be or the up-and-coming cities if I want to get in before they pop up? I used to say Memphis. I used to say Raleigh. I used to say Seattle, um, Austin. And well, a I was lot going of those cities are still on the list that you were okay. looking at about five, 10 years ago. I, we we used to put this list together. Right. Uh, in fact, when 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 we did our emails, we would put the, together this list of places like Raleigh, Nashville. Um, I think it was like San Antonio, not Austin. Of course, we all know about Austin's and the and the, the jobs that are moving there. But also places like Boise and Portland and Seattle. Seattle boomed and it's over. Uh, people are trying to get out of there now. Uh, Portland's a great city. I love it. Um, I, I, Sacramento is the, still the number one destination for people leaving the Bay Area. Um, places like Reno, uh, you know, you have Tesla and some other big companies that are moving there. And Phoenix is another big place. There's not a lot of choices in the West, as you see in the East. In the East, we're seeing places like Charlotte, Charlotte, North, um, North Carolina, and Charlottesville, Virginia, Richmond, Virginia, all the smaller towns that you see more. Um, jobs moving to and affordable housing. The, the the key here is that big companies are figuring this out. They want to attract these young, um, energetic, and ambitious you know, people that want to start families and own houses, and they want to be able. And they're moving to cities where it, it's more attractive instead of spending two or three thousand dollars a month in rent, and I can start a family and start building some equity. It's interesting that you bring that up because it's, again, something that we've been talking about recently of people moving out of town and moving into um, kind of like college towns to take the pace off. One of the things we talked about last night, and you showed me a video, and it was, it was kind of alarming, and we don't have to talk all the details until we figure out a better way of talking about it, but it was a sales pitch for realtors to basically go out and sales pitch potential Amazon.com employees who are moving to New York or Washington, D.C., it was pretty offensive. It was pretty, like, to see the messaging was, to me, alarming. Well, yeah, buy now before it's too late became, basically, was the message. And Turned into a song. Yeah, to a Christmas song. Um, but it's, this is, you know... The realtors are going to try to capitalize this on, on, of course, and they want to get the business. And, um, you know, the real estate business has been going through some troubles. And I don't, you know, these, this is going to be an environment for the next 10 years. The strong will survive. And that includes the mortgage business as well. We've had a lot of banks disappear. A lot of brokerages got disappeared and, or consolidated. Uh, we've, we get calls all the time to, to be bought out. Um, because that's the, the new wave of things. So I don't, I'm not surprised that we see this kind of marketing. I would just be careful if I was a buyer to, you know, go, hey, is that true? Um, should I listen to a realtor and say, should I really buy? You, you, you buy for certain reasons. You buy for necessity, and then you look at affordability and work backwards from there and figure out what works. You know, look at schools and, you know, the, you know are you going to have a family and uh, you, or how far are you going to drive to work? And, and then, you, then you start listening to realtors, in my opinion. Okay. I just found it interesting because it was, it was alarming to me to see a whole office of realtors do a parody song about buy now before it's too late. They didn't even realize they were doing a parody song. It's it, 
in my opinion, it's kind of alarming. Off to other topics, Mr. Mendez, if we may. Um, one of the things you always like to do is say that you know you get loans done. What are you doing right now to help people with affordability? Um, people that want to get a house but can't do it with that 20% down mom and dad way of doing things. Well, well we still see a lot of people who just, you know, call us up and say, I want to buy a house, and then you, you, you kind of feel like you're the bearer of bad news. Well, this is what you qualify for. So we always recommend people start early. Uh, a lot of people need to be creative when it comes to um, affording a house. And, of course, they're like, well, I need, what do you mean I need two years of commission? We have a client right now. He makes $185,000 a year. His wife makes about fifty, you know, kind of part-time. And, but most of his income is commission, and you have to tell this person that you need two years of that commission before you can use that to qualify. Otherwise, we just have to use your base salary, which is much lower. So he decided to change his job title and convert most of his income into salary. And that way we were able to use a much higher salary. So he went from 60 to 150 and took a smaller commission. And you know, and this worked for him, and he was able to buy a house. So I think being creative but starting early so you understand what you need to do to be creative. Things like credit scores, we talk about all the time. We help our, our clients figure that out. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Don't be shy. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Um, Fridays is when Barron's comes out. It's, uh, I'd kind of say a research rag that I start my week off. Uh, all right. Maybe I end my week with is a better way of saying it. Uh, with that being said, it's got some pretty good stories. One of the things I like about it is it tends to be a little bit on the negative side, or maybe the writing tends to be a little bit more, um, particular that it tries to say here's an idea or here's not an idea kind of the way it goes um so i I do like barons and i I think that's something that could help you enormously 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air i don't know if i have any barracuda tickets to give away uh yes maybe my producer will send me a copy of the tickets and i will get that off by the end of this segment 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air it's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air anything that you want to talk about we could talk about money investing and more um so i said that i like barons because it gives you a chance to read but then you have to do more homework on anything that's in it same thing with something like a cnbc i i don't like cnbc because i i find it to be too short of content um, and it, it, it deals with very serious issues. Your retirement in 90 seconds or less, I don't think that is ideal. You invest some time in the show, I think you'll get closer to retirement is a much better way of looking at it. Uh, it maybe I'm wrong, but I don't know. Air traffic controller shortages delaying flights in Newark, LaGuardia, and Philadelphia. Scariest flight I ever had was uh, landing in Philadelphia. Pilot missed the runway and he had to pull back up. And you're like, it's coming in for landing, it's coming in for landing, coming in for landing in three, two, oh, we're taking back off. 
and uh, you never got that touch. And when you're waiting for touchdown, you're two or three seconds away from it. No, it's a bad feeling. It's a bad feeling. Facebook is integrating the messaging functions of Messenger, Instagram, and WhatsApp. It is kind of annoying, right? If you have Facebook and people message you, and then you have your phone and people message you, and you don't open your app, or you tell your app to shut up, I don't want any messages today, and then suddenly you get all these messages. So the three messaging services are going to remain standalone apps, but would allow for communication between the apps. Uh, It makes it just more powerful, and it's something that, Facebook said they wouldn't do when they acquired WhatsApp. Now they're saying, okay, we are. The primary founders of Instagram and WhatsApp have all left the company amid reports of power struggles and disagreement on advertising strategies. An integration of the size will raise questions on antitrust. And you just kind of wonder, is Mark Zuckerberg getting the bad PR and maybe he should back off? Or is he just plowing ahead thinking we'll deal with it in the courts? No one wins in courts. I've got two brothers who are attorneys, and uh, judges hate it when people are in their courts. They prefer you settle your stuff outside. And that's why Judge Judy is so popular, because she settles the stuff outside for us. You know what? She's the, the, the highest paid woman in television every single year, basically. There was probably a couple years where Oprah beat her, but that's dominating Judge Judy. New York Times first reported the change on Zuckerberg and how he's personally moving to integrate everything, again, as the founders of these companies leave. Uh, Integration of the size will bring antitrust sniffing. Uh, When you combine Facebook, WhatsApp, and Instagram, you get 2.5 billion users each month. And by pulling them all together under the growing family of apps, it probably does make our life easier to message each other. But it probably brings the two and a half billion people antitrust questions, right? Morgan Stanley saying, buy Apple now before earnings next week because the bad news is already in the stock. And they have announced they're going to have record earnings. We just don't know about demand for the phone going forward. So Morgan Stanley, oh, and by the way, I own shares of Apple. Apple stock has plummeted more than 30% in the past three months. It took a huge hit when it slashed revenue guidance by 8%. They've lowered the bar easily enough for it to hop over, so says Morgan Stanley. Um, That would seem like the right idea, Um, that it's already been priced in. And when you're worth a trillion dollars, it's not pretty. Uh, 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. Apple did just dismiss 200 employees from its autonomous vehicle unit. They say that it's heavily tied towards restructuring on some new bosses that came in. But you have to wonder if they're trying to save money, right? So today, the winner is going to receive a four-pack, if I have this correctly, for the Iowa Wild Tuesday, February 26th. Tuesday, February 26th at 7 p.m. at the SAP Center in San Jose. Four-pack for the San Jose Barracuda. It's family fun and exciting. You can save 18 bucks if you want to pay for tickets. This is a free giveaway, though, today, but 18 bucks for a family of four, saving $18 a Barracuda game. Uh, you don't have to buy online. Walk on up. $34. Free of fees. Four tickets. 
Uh, and you get that at the Threat Matrix Ticket Office at the SAP Center. A lot of fun for the family. A lot of fun zone activities. Uh, if you take your kids to the game, you won't be disappointed. You can learn more about upcoming games at sjbarracuda.com. It's sjbarracuda.com. But if you want to get the four tickets to the Barracuda versus the Wild, call 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. It's a little ways off February 26th, but they'll be sitting on your counter waiting for you when you're ready. 7 p.m. at the SAP Center in San Jose. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Joining me now, Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoanSource.com. But what do you want to talk about? Getting real estate tips, anything we should think of? How about painting your house white? <laughs> the, the walls white. <laughs> I sent you an article on that. I know, I read you it. I looked at it, it and like, are you stupid? I think it's great. I, well, I think what it is is uh, um, the, the story is basically why spend tons of money repairing your house when you could just simply paint it white. J.P. Morgan has donated $1 million to Feeding America and the United Way to assist unpaid federal workers with food and other needs. The CEO is telling employees in a memo he wants to see the shutdown end immediately. Uh, flights into LaGuardia have been halted at times as FAA is reporting a shortage of air traffic controllers. This is problematic for business. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. Mueller has indicted former Trump campaign advisor Roger Stone on charges of obstruction, false statements, and witness tampering. It's going to be a crazy weekend in the political talk shows, trying to figure out exactly what this means, and how can we distance ourselves from it, and how can we make the stick more. Stone was arrested in Florida early today after Washington, D.C. grand jury handed down the indictment. The charging document goes into detail about Stone's efforts to get damaging information about Hillary Clinton campaign from WikiLeaks during the summer of 2016. Um, I don't know. I'm not politically smart enough to comment on this one, other than to say it should make the weekend conversations a little bit more interesting. Uh, Hedge fund billionaire Bill Ackman calls for a pay freeze in Congress to end the government shutdown. Everyone has an opinion on this. The one that freaks me out is that we are now seeing flights delayed into LaGuardia because that has the writings of a, a bad TV made for TV movie tied towards terrorism. It's a he's homegrown. He's mad at the president. He crashed a plane. He was too tired from working too many shifts. Like I, I don't like that one. So when Bill Ackman takes Twitter saying, you know calling for members of Congress to have their pay stopped during the shutdown, saying such a policy would end government shutdowns. I find that just to be unusually corny. Um, it's an unusual move for him. He's only tweeted 15 times since 2017. So for him to use his tweet power on that, it feels, eh. I don't think they're going to do that just because he throws that out there. JetBlue CEO saying airline air travel is starting to hit near a tipping point because of the government shutdown. That does – I've heard people say and people in the newsroom and in television say things like, oh, well, I, I might not go on – I might not travel. And I'm like, yeah, I've heard about the three-hour TSA lines. And I don't know. Um, what will move in here to make this 
an opportunity. Anyhow, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220. Southwest Airlines is running an unprecedented deal on its companion pass. It's a pretty good situation where you can save money if you use Southwest a lot and you and your, your loved one travel. Southwest Companion Pass allows you to fly with a companion for only the cost of taxes and fees for the second person. Right now, through February 11th, the Companion Pass is easier than ever to earn with a limited-time sign-up offer for the Southwest credit cards. So, I would, if you're a Southwest traveler and you do it a lot with your spouse, I would Google Southwest Rapid Rewards Priority Card. Southwest Rapid Rewards Priority Credit Card. And, uh, it's one of the great perks, and it's a it's a pretty good deal. So, if you travel somewhere that Southwest does travel, I'm not against deals. Is kind of what I'm trying to get at. Um, I'm not. Apple's secret car project is bigger than people thought, and it had to cut 200 jobs. Apple confirmed this week that the car project had been reassigned or laid off 200 workers. Um, it's not a sign that Apple's cutting costs because of weak financial results. It suggests that Apple is refocusing its automotive work and something more tangible might be in the works. And maybe it tells you that it was a pretty big project if 200 plus people were tied towards it. Um, that sounds like a huge number. It doesn't mean Apple's car ambitions are over. Project Titan will probably, um, more details will emerge. We know that there was one employee who was arrested uh, by the FBI, said that 2,700 Apple employees had access to the Titan databases and that 5,000 people were disclosed on the project. So to hear about 200 people being reassigned, maybe they're not going for the autonomous car. I heard, uh, speaking of Apple, one of the, the reports that has them working their way out of their funk is the earnings itself. So everything's priced in at this point in time. It's thought to be. Consultant broker advisor for taking action on your stock suspension. But one of the, the crazy ideas on how Apple could use their cash, and it's not a bad idea. I'm not saying it's a it, it it's more rumor than anything else, okay? But Apple buying Nintendo, and what's compelling about that is Nintendo has a platform. They're incredibly profitable. They don't scale big. They don't want to scale big. They don't really want to release crap product. Apple sells a lot of things that. Nintendo would work with, right? Like an iPad, like an Apple TV, like a phone. There's some logic there for Apple buying Nintendo. Nintendo's high quality, high profit margins, uh, recognizable brands, appeals to children. There's not a dad in the world who doesn't want to give his six-year-old, eight-year-old kid uh, a Mario Kart or uh, Super Mario Brothers or Donkey Kong game. We know them. We love them. We know that they're not terribly violent. Although, chasing a monkey off a building is kind of mean to the monkey, all things being said. But it would be a smart acquisition because also Apple would suddenly be in front of children. It'd be interesting, right? Again, all speculation. All speculation. But throwing that out there. Can't help but think this weekend's uh, television shows are going to be interesting with the Roger Stone arrest and with the government shutdown continuing to drag on. Um, Trump responds to the Roger Stone arrest, saying human traffickers are treated better. <laughs> Boy, does he have a way of saying, look over there, look over there. Don't look here, don't look here. You're a very uh, person. The way you treat Sarah Huckabee is horrible. 
Bitcoin's an interesting stock, uh, financial situation. It's not starting the year off well. And I bring it up because at some point in time, the story, I hope, ends. But if you're buying Bitcoin to diversify from stocks, J.P. Morgan has some new research out that you should be aware of. J.P. Morgan says, unless there's an all-out loss of faith in major reserve currencies, the dollar, euro, yen, and gold, the firm expects skeptical or cryptocurrencies value. They, they remain skeptical. Even extreme scenarios such as recession or financial crisis, there are more liquid and less complicated instruments for transacting, investing, and hedging. So J.P. Morgan not saying some very nice things. Now, again, consult a broker advisor before taking the action on any stocks mentioned, and whatever you want to do, you could do. It may be your thing. It's not my thing. I see the. I tell you the stories when it goes up. I tell you the stories when it goes down. I would just be very, very cautious. Cal Fire has been. Cal Fire has cleared PG&E for the deadly Tubbs fire. And man, doesn't that just make you think? Um, doesn't make you think like maybe California doesn't want this company to go bankrupt? Is there some sort of governor conspiracy going around? But you got to trust the fire department, right? Cal Fire said that its investigators concluded that a private electrical system was to blame for the Tubbs fire in 2017 that killed 22 people in Northern California's Sonoma County. The state agency pinned blame on PG&E for 17 other blazes in 2017, including two fires that resulted in the loss of 13 lives. PG&E still faces uncertainty over last year's deadly campfire that destroyed most of the town of Paradise and killed 86 people. So there's still a lot of liability, but a little bit just came off the table. Still not my kind of play, because I can't quantify it. So that's out there. Shutdown continues. A little bit saddened to hear that Americans' favorite Valentine's Day candy is missing from shelves this year. Neko, the Neko Hearts. The Neko Wafer. Who came up with a Neko Wafer? One of the worst candies of all time. It basically tastes like chalk, right? The candy's new owner, Spangler, plans to have sweethearts back on shelves next year, but not this year because Neko went out of business last year. So we're not going to have our little hearts that say me and you or I love you. So that's kind of sad. The candy company being acquired. Um, they're called Sweethearts, right? The Neko Wafer Sweetheart. I do say that I do like some odd candies, but <clears throat> that's for a whole other show called Rob Black and Your Candy. I'm not going to get into the Rob Black and Your Candy show today, but <clears throat> pay attention for future episodes. People love candy. Throwing that out there. Um, <clears throat> squares up 50% off its lows. Squares, one of the speculative stocks. People ask me for speculative stocks. I'm not saying it's speculative. I'm just saying it's hyper-growth. I like it as a hyper-growth candidate if you need a hyper-growth candidate. Square is on a tear. The stock surged 7% yesterday after the payment company received a vote of confidence from Instanet. Don Dolef reiterated a buy on the company, saying the growth potential increasing attractiveness versus the big banks after Square launched its business debit card last week. So I know people come I hire you, Square, for instance. You probably know someone who's swiped your card um, on an iPad or iPhone. Now they're moving into kind of a wireless technology because even the swiping is kind of an issue, right? So Square still off of its highs. Ticker symbol SQ. It's a payment transaction company. I think they get acquired down the road. Um, I, I think it's very interesting here. And like another company is NVIDIA. High flyer that flew high for all the right reasons, had a lot of momentum. The momentum broke. 
But I think it's an opportunity more so than a problem. But again, that's if you want a hyper growth stock. You may want a growth stock. You may want a growth at income stock. You may want an income stock. All have varying levels of risk. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. One of the strangest phenomenons I've seen in the last few years is the rise of the electric scooter. As a man who works in San Francisco and commutes in San Francisco, I saw them at first as kind of interesting. Like, that's peculiar. And then you'd see the scooters being left everywhere and, and like, just dropped. And you're like, how do they make money? One of the biggest issues I have with electric scooters is I'm not afraid of them. I'm afraid of running over one. I'm afraid that my training has been to look for cars and then a little bit to look for bicyclists and look for people at crosswalks. I get over when a motorcycle is in my rearview mirror. I, I, I hear them coming. But over the past few years, cities have been inundated with scooters, and guess what's happening? Well, first, billion-dollar startups have been created. You get a new urban subculture, and then you get this like crazy like scooter charger market. People like to scoot. It's kind of cool if you do it right. You have to kind of look Italian, right? You have to have a, a fine leather shoes on. You got to get off of it and go, ciao. So the problem with scooters for me, and the reason I'm down on scooters, is I, I see a lot of liability. Lawyers are starting to see their first trickle of data and how some unlucky pedestrians and injured riders as a whole. I see scooter-related accidents of scooters running into people and, and cars running into scooters. So emergency rooms are, are starting to like say this is an issue. The vast majority of people being injured are riders as opposed to pedestrians. The average age is about 34 years old. It's 58% male. You're going to miss some work because of it. Typically, what they're seeing is that you're not adhering to traffic laws or warnings by the scooter companies themselves, but the scooter companies aren't providing training. There's a big disclaimer when you sign up for one, but they're not providing training. A lot of head injuries. Um, I know a person who was a high-paying executive in Silicon Valley and got into a car accident, and he's got the brain function of a six-year-old. So he can get up, he can poo, he can do all that stuff, but his kid's older than him and smarter than him, or more fu- more functional. See, do you see how bad we handle mental issues in the United States? I said smarter than him, and I'm like, gosh, that's probably not the right way of saying that. Um, the number one way to get hurt on a scooter, what do you think it is? Is it by car? Is it by someone yelling at you and distracting you, falling off as a clumsy ox? Yeah, it's 80% of the accidents are you falling off of it. Um, just about 10% to 11% say that it's being hit by a car. So I'm not the biggest fan of scooters. And again, if you're 34 years old and this hits you and you're out of work, that's a big thing. Earlier in the show, I talked about the number, top two reasons people go bankrupt. Number one was medical injuries. Number two is you know, leveraged real estate. 
So when I hear commercials saying, you know, leverage real estate's awesome and you could make better than market returns, you can make better than market returns because you're taking way higher risk and you don't even know it because the commercial has got a guy with an Australian accent and we all trust Australian accents, right? Don't let Hugh Jackman in your house. Don't let Hugh Jackman in your house. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Not a lot of business stories right now. A lot of politics. A lot of politics. But the market's having five up weeks. So do we care? We had a tough December. December 24th. Ho, ho, ho. Who wouldn't go? Was a bad day. Even Santa Claus couldn't bring a rally to Wall Street. Santa Claus always brings a rally to Wall Street. But that's, that appears to be our bottom. Maybe it's a short-term bottom. Maybe it's a bottom that hasn't been tested. You tend to like to get double bottoms. If we can go back down to that level and pop back up, then you really see that not just once, but twice people stop selling. So you do like double bottoms. And then like the opposite of that is a double top. If you see a stock go from 90 to 100, back down to 95, back up to 100, back down to 95, it's put in a double top at 100. It's saying, I'm having a tough time getting above 100, Dad. Give me an extra push. You can't get over that wall. I had a college professor. I don't even know why I tell this story. But uh, Richard Bausch, jerk. First thing he said in the class, he goes, um, I don't like stories like by Stephen King, most successful writer of all time. He's an American writer, Richard Bausch. And he's actually pretty famous. and He's a pretty good writer. But he's like, I don't like books by Stephen King. I just don't think they're very good. And so I started reading his stuff, and what he liked books about were fat little girls who couldn't jump over a pommel horse and how sad it made her dad. And you didn't know if the dad was sad because she couldn't do it. You didn't know if she was sad because she couldn't do it for her dad. You didn't know if she was sad because she didn't really want to be in gymnastics in the first place. It's just, I hated Richard Bausch. And that's all I have on that. I probably just sold some books for him because people are like, wait, a story about a fat girl who can't get over a pommel horse. I want to read that this weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good for you. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. The goal of this show is to get you to save 10 to 20 times your income by the time you retire. Social Security is not going to be enough. Social Security might pay for your health care, but it's not going to pay for your rent. It's not going to pay for your Christmas presents. It's not going to pay for your travel. How many years are you expecting to live in retirement? I, I, I jokingly say I, I'm probably going to die at some point in time in my 60s, so I don't need to save that much. That ain't true. Because if I run out of money, I'm going to be way sadder than, than, than I am today. And I'm a sad donkey. It's Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, the sad donkey financial guy. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.